This is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand, and we are on live today. Unusual day. I don't usually do shows on Saturday, but we have a very special guest who is definitely worth the while to spend a little time with us this afternoon. Tony Darling. Tony, she's got uh, she got a lot of things going on for her. She's beautiful, vivacious young woman who is real mover and shaker in the town. Here, she started from New York and she came here and just came onto the scene with her cosplay. Started with the zombie bikini contest downtown Mesa. Gotta love that. And that was January 2012. That's just you know a year and a half ago. And of course, she's now living in basically she's living in L.A., but she certainly comes here so many so much that uh, we wind up seeing her more here, I think, than she actually is seen in in L.A. <laughs> Tony, are you there? Tony. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm lovely. I just finished doing a workout, so I'm uh, feeling good, feeling out of adrenaline. Yeah, you were telling us that. So you were thinking, well, if it was going to be video, you wanted to change your clothes, and I said, that's no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I gave you a little intro, and, and are you in L.A. right now? I am in L.A. right now, yeah. Okay. And you go you go uh, quite a bit, uh, you know, back and forth from Phoenix to L.A., yeah, actually, I still have my apartment in Mesa. So, um, I mean, I for all intents and purposes, I'm living in L.A. right now just because I have a lot of work out here. Um, but, uh, I mean, I still have my apartment back there. So, I think legally I'm still a resident of Arizona. Um, and I visit about once a month. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I run my uh, my fitness business is out in Arizona, so I have to come back quite frequently. Plus, all my friends are there. So yeah, we see you quite often here, different conventions and and you know some events that that you know we have going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it always seems that you have a presence, uh, definite presence here in the artistic world as well. Yeah. So, go ahead. Hold up. Go ahead. What? How? Are we gonna get? Are we gonna start? I'm excited. Yeah, we're we're live. All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> No, I, I, we, we have somebody on hold, so hang on, guys. If you want to talk to her, give me give me a few minutes here so we can go over uh, a couple of questions and we'll get right over to you. Uh, what led you to get involved in cosplay and modeling? Um, well, it definitely was not something that I grew up thinking I would do. Um, so I guess the abridged version would be uh, I grew up in the country in upstate New York, and uh, I think we have one comic book store in a 50-mile radius. So I was familiar with a lot of, like, comic book movies. I really loved, um, like, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, and um, I loved anime growing up. And so then when I moved to Arizona, I was looking for some friends, so I went to the zombie bikini contest, and that kind of led to some people suggesting that I do cosplay. And I think within a couple of months of doing the zombie bikini contest, uh, I had some people asking me to model for them, and... Um, suggesting me to do cosplay, so I Thor was actually one of my very first cosplays, and it went phenomenally well. And I guess the rest is history. So that's and of course you're doing modeling outside of that. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's something that I want to do more of, and I want to kind of get into part of the fitness thing is obviously for Thor, but part of it too is that, I mean, I, I'd love to be able to model more like fitness attire and, and things like that. Right now I'm kind of doing more like alternative Easter modeling. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely like I grew up kind of a tomboy, so I guess to be a model now is <laughs> kind of unexpected, I think, for the folks at home. <laughs> So that, just so that listeners will know, you have a chat area down below, just below the show. You can scroll down, and if you uh, don't want to call into the 714 number, that's fine. You can go ahead and leave the information in the chat, uh, questions, or just, you know, comments. I'll definitely pass them on to Tony as uh, time leads on here. Uh, call-in number is 714-242-5145. Let's go to one call here. Okay. Number 6912, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing this afternoon? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm in Colorado, and I just want to tell uh, Tony thanks for being an awesome and great inspiration for everybody. Well, thanks for calling in. What's your name? This is Tito's. Hi, Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a great inspiration to a lot of people, and uh, I, for one, want to thank you for that, and uh, thank you for everything you do. Well, thank you so much. What, uh, do you like the cosplay or the fitness, or what's your, what, uh, or just my, my random posts about randomness? I don't know. I mean, what, uh, I guess, how did you find well, me initially? Well, I, I just happened, somebody happened to, to suggest to look at the cosplay. I looked at you guys. I used to be a tricky a long time ago. Used to be a mm-hmm. big sci-fi fan, and, uh. Well, now I own my own corporation and uh, get stuck in the office all the time. And I uh, got to talk to you and uh, Kip, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys have just been some good inspiration. Yeah, well, you're you're always posting and stuff, man. You're one of my favorite people on on the interwebs. So thanks for calling in. That's so cool. It's nice to hear you. I, I'm sad I missed you in Vegas. Oh, that's no problem. I came up, and you know, life goes on, and I will catch you guys up hopefully soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You're going to be in San Diego, right? Yeah, I'll be at San Diego Comic-Con next week. Right, and I might be able to see you guys there. Yeah, well, let me know for sure. Send me a message. Oh, I will. No problem. Like I said, just keep up the great work you're doing. Uh, You guys kind of helped me get out of the office, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that just get away from that. I appreciate the work you do, so. Well, thank you so much. You get a call from me, huh? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad you're my first call. That's great. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really so don't much. have any other questions. I just know you're just an awesome person and keep up the great work. Okay. Okay. So right. you're giving her big kudos, so that's terrific. Thanks, thanks for calling in. Thank you, and you guys thank have a great you. day. All right. Bye, Tito. Bye. Tito, he's going to probably sit there, and you guys can listen as you as you need to. If you don't want to, uh, if you're going to be on the line and you don't want me to address you, then let me know in the chat. Mike, uh, you should go by your last four digits. Sometimes people just like to sit there and listen. They don't want to actually talk. <laughs> and they do that a lot. They sit there in the dark. They, they think they can't be seen. <laughs> <laughs> Little do I know. 
So I'm going to jump a couple things because I got some questions here that somebody had given me. I'm going to jump them because of the the order in which they probably go better in. Okay. How did you meet? Did you did you meet certain cosplayers that uh, when you were running around, uh, or is it that um, they came to you and explained how that works? Oh, like how like other cosplayers encouraging me to cosplay? Right. right. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess, uh, let's see, uh, Jenny Monday and um, Kara Nicole, who's AZ Power Girl, uh, she's a really popular local in Arizona, um, and across the country, she travels almost every weekend, she's one of my best friends now, um, they were actually the first cosplayers that I ever met, and um, it wasn't it wasn't other cosplayers that suggested I do cosplay, uh, it was guys, you know, <laughs> um, I didn't, uh, I actually started out with Geek Associated Press. And they uh, had me doing videos and things, all of which are still on YouTube, I believe. Um, And I really enjoyed doing that. I covered Phoenix Comic Con and did kind of reporter-type stuff for conventions for a while. Um, And I don't know, I guess uh, people who were watching the videos, people on Facebook, um, you know, they were like, you should cosplay, you should cosplay. And uh, then I had somebody contact me about actually being in a cosplay calendar, which is funny because now I own a cosplay calendar, or I run it. so that was kind of how it happened. Um, my very first photo shoot, I met Jetty and Kara, and uh, I, I kind of learned a little bit from them. Um, Kara pretty much mentored, has mentored me the entire way. Um, once she realized that I was getting into it, then she's been a very supportive and uh, kind of given me some, some good direction. And then, you know, the more you go to conventions, the more you meet other cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would say I met um, Jessica Meekery was actually one of the very first cosplayers I met. Um, and this is before I really knew, like, what she did or who she was because I was um, hired by Nightingale, and she had done Nightingale. And uh, she was doing one of her last shows, and I remember her asking me to help her with her costume because the Nightingale costume is very intricate. And uh, so we were talking, and um, I met a bunch of her friends who are now my friends, like the FX girls. So it was all kind of accidental. Um, and then, you know, it's like you start going to conventions and costume and you just, I mean, the community just kind of builds um, when you're at conventions and you're doing shows together. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question directly. I mean, I guess I didn't have, like, you know, a bunch of cosplayers come up to me and be like, you should cosplay. Like, that's not really how it works. I think if you're going to be a cosplayer, like, you kind of have to want to do it on your own. And then the other girls in the community will recognize you, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, you have to build the interest, and then they know you're serious. Yeah, well, and they want to know that you're sincere. You know, there's that, like, whole thing that's gone around several times about, you know, models getting hired to do cosplay at conventions and, you know, the difference between a cosplayer and a booth babe and Mm. all of that. And uh, I think um, I would say my stance on that whole thing is, well, if if you love your character and you want to make a costume and you want to cosplay, then you absolutely should. You know, if you also want to get paid to work at a convention and be a booth babe, there's nothing wrong with that. I think, um, you know, sometimes I, I think uh, sometimes girls want to get into this because they think that they can make a lot of money. And I would say that that's a wrong reason to get into this. I mean, first of all, because not every not everybody makes money doing this. In fact, if anything, you spend a lot of money up front to try to get started. Um, and second, like, you should never do something just for the money. Like, you should do it because you're a geek and you love your character. You know, right. right. Um, so, yeah. Once you've kind of proven that you, you know, 
are there for the right reasons, I think the other girls in the community will recognize you. It's kind of how it seems to work in my experience. Yeah, it makes sense too. Yeah. So if you were, if somebody was coming to you and saying, um, hey, I want to get into fun, what would you recommend? Um, I have girls come to me all the time, actually, um, because they want to be in the calendar. And I tell them that, you know, if they want to get into it, then, you know, they need to, um, you know, they need to build a couple of costumes, you know, they need to go to shows and, you know, maybe get some photo shoots taken. And, you know, um, I mean, if they want to get into it, they need to just get into it. You know, I think that... The thing that gets a little a little old sometimes is the girls who want to be, I'm just going to say it because it's what everybody's thinking, um, it's the girls that want to be the next Jessica Negri. And I think that people need to understand that Jessica Negri is where she is because, or Ivy Doomkitty, for instance, you know, they are where they are because they're very sincere. If you talk to Jessica or Ivy, you realize that they're like the nerdiest girls you will ever meet. They're also really talented costume makers. And so they have a very high quality of work, you know. There's no magic bullet for becoming a famous cosplayer. Like, you know, you you need to just love what you do and be good at what you do, and people will recognize that. So when girls come to me and they're like, oh, I want to get into cosplay, I'm like, okay, well, here's a couple of YouTube videos on how to make some costumes and go at it, you know. Let me know when you've made a couple of costumes. I'd love to promote, you know, people that have stuff made, but um, I think sometimes when people contact me, they want me to, like, tell them the secret to becoming famous and it's just that's just not that's just not how this works. You shouldn't yeah. do it for that reason, you know? Yeah, I get the same thing with uh writers. You know, yeah, it's like how do I do the bestseller? But you know, there is no nurse secret formula to that. Yeah. <laughs> well and I think too, like, you know, not everybody's gonna become famous. I mean, just like Hollywood, you know, you only one in a million really become super, super famous. So if you're not doing it because you love it, then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment, you know? Like, if you love it and it happens to end up going viral or whatever, then, you know, that's a cherry on top, but you should be doing it just because you love doing it, you know? Um, I mean, you know, once you you have a fan base and say you want to grow your fan base, you know, then that's something that, I mean, like, I have mentors that have talked to me about how to, like, you know, uh, you know, grow my fan base or maybe get booked at more shows, you know, but... Um, I mean, that's not me trying to seek out fame. That's more me trying to find a way to make this, you know, something that I can do that's sustainable that maybe I make a little money on just so I can continue to do it or at least pays for itself. But right. you know, there's no, like, I don't I don't think that I'm going to be the next Britney Spears of Cosplay, you know? I don't really care about that. <laughs> so how much of the costumes itself do you make yourself or do you get others to make pieces for you? Um, it totally depends. Like with Thor, it was I was gonna do the calendar, and that was back in like 2011, I guess, or 2012. And I was actually recruited to do Women of Marvel, and so I had made a Valkyrie costume. I'd already had the helmet, actually. Uh, I bought that from a costume shop because I just love Thor, and I'm that much of a geek. But I bought this before I even knew what cosplay was, and so I thought, well, I guess I'll do Valkyrie because I like Thor. And then, uh, so I actually already had some of the costume made, but I had made it out of, like, uh, foam, craft foam. And so I ended up getting contacted by a sponsor um, who's now, like, one of my best friends, Kip Nassat of Kip's World. And he was like, hey, you know, like, I really want to do some paintings of your costume, so how about this? In exchange for doing the paintings, I'll get you the metal bra. And so we ordered the metal bra from, like, a blacksmith and... They designed it to specifically fit my chest, and it's actually really comfortable. Um, 
And then, yeah, so I eventually replaced all the pieces that I had originally made out of craft foam um, with metal. So I guess it depends. You know, like originally I made it, and then I ended up commissioning other pieces. Um, my Hallibel, I did not make. That was Hexmex creation. Um, my Sailor Moon, I made 100% myself. Um, the only thing that I didn't sew myself was uh, the leotard, just because stretchy fabric is hard. Um, so yeah, I think it depends on the costumes. Like if I was talking to um, Jessica the other day, and she was saying that she has some costumes that, like, you know, if she knows that it's outside of her skill level, she'll do commissions. Like, she'll hire somebody. I think the important part is to just acknowledge it when somebody else makes it. Um, oh, yeah. And I think with, like, with any craft, you get better as time goes on. So, like, my sewing skills have gotten a lot better. Um, I'm going to start working with Wonderflex soon. So, once I start working with Wonderflex, that'll be, you know, and, like, leather. I'm working with leather mm-hmm. and do with Comic-Con, and that's... You know, we'll see how that turns out. So, yeah, I try to make as much as I can on my own. And when I don't, then I just acknowledge who, who made it for me. I would, I would think that that would be a little uncomfortable because of the heat. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the conventions are usually uh, pretty well air-conditioned. In fact, I, I sometimes get cold in the convention center. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I'll be all right. <laughs> I, I don't want to go outside in that. <laughs> no. So uh, you, yeah, I know you said you made the legend of Lady Thor. Uh, what inspired you to create such an enduring female ver- version of the of this Avenger? Um, well, I was um, I'm Swedish, so I was raised with like the the Norse mythology in my life, and so when I discovered that there was a comic book character based on that, I thought that was really cool, and so I started reading some Thor. I like the more current Thor. Um, some of the stuff. You know, like some of the the very first uh, you know few books written, I you know I have them just because it's kind of classic, but they're not really my favorite as far as storyline goes. I really like Fear itself. Um, I like Thor and that, but uh, yeah, I just really like Thor, and I really like the idea that anybody can pick up the hammer if they're worthy. And so my idea had been that you know um, the power of Thor isn't really a sex-based thing. Anybody who has that you know who is worthy to wield the power can essentially be Thor. Um, so that was kind of my thought. And then also, I'm not going to lie, I've been going to Renaissance festivals since I was, like, nine, and I really liked armor, and I've always wanted to wear armor, uh-huh. but it's really, really heavy, and, uh, so getting, like, a full suit of armor didn't seem like a good idea, and so this was kind of like a, it was kind of an opportunity for me to geek out in several ways. I really like, I seriously, I wear that metal bra around sometimes just for fun. Like, I've worn it out at the club. I just like, I like, I like armor. I don't know. I like, uh, I also train in, like, martial arts. I really like swords and, you know. So anything that involves portraying a character which is strong and fights really hard and gets to wear armor and talks <laughs> from another time, like, I'm all about that, you know. So, uh, Lady Death is another of your characters. Yeah. You show a lot of skin, which all has to be shaded, definitely white. Yeah. How long does it take to get ready for that kind of outfit? You know what? Not that long, like half hour. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, because okay. it's just one color, so it doesn't really uh, matter. I put like a like a paint on, and then I put a little powder over it to kind of even out the paint. Um but yeah, it really doesn't take that long. Uh, I would say the longest part is the face because then you you have to do the the makeup and then you have to do like your makeup makeup on top of it, you know, like your eyeshadow and stuff like that. Um, which is weird when you're doing it on top of a white base. It's a different kind of makeup process. So 
Um, yeah. And a costume, obviously, since there's not like there's a lot of fabric to put on, that doesn't take very long. <laughs> so, and I can do it by myself, but I will say it is very helpful when I have somebody else because, um, you know, to try to speed up the time and get parts of myself that I can't reach, like the middle of my back. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a great shot, by the way. That was a uh, wonderful piece that was done. Thank you. Yeah, actually, um, Tatiana, uh, that photos by Tatiana, she did all the editing on those. She took the, she took the photos and she edited them. And I have to say, like, I love my Thor because you know it's it's my baby. But I have to say, as as far as my favorite photos out there, I really love the Lady Duck ones. They're so well done. They're so well edited. Tasha did such an amazing job. Um, you know the scene. You know where we shot it was great, Monsterland, um, in Mesa. So, yeah, I really, I'm really proud of those shots. <laughs> I love those, and I love Lady Death, so it's kind of cool to portray a character that you like. <laughs> Jay, I have one, one other character, and I, I, I apologize if I butcher this name, Halabel. Yeah, Hallibel. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to do something anime, and you know, so of course I like think of my favorite anime and that's Bleach but the main character is a guy and obviously I don't have a problem cross-playing which is you know um, cosplaying somebody who's not your gender but I didn't really I don't know I didn't really want to be Ichigo because I, I like him but I just I was thinking I was like man you know who is my my favorite Bleach character and Rukia doesn't really do anything for me um she's kind of short and uh Matsumoto doesn't really do anything for me so I was thinking I was like well you know I've also never really done like a villain I mean, I guess Lady Death is kind of a villain, but not really. She's also the protagonist in most of you know, the stories. So I chose, uh, yeah, Hallie Bell. She's one of my favorite. I really like that, uh, I don't know, she's just, she's kind of strong. Also, um, I liked her aesthetic. I liked that she had abs in the show. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And I've been watching Bleach for years. I'm a huge, huge Bleach nerd. And everybody really liked it, which helped. So, uh, <laughs> Do you get nervous before uh, starting a new persona, especially when you know it's going to be eye-catching? Uh, no, well, I don't know. I guess I get a little nervous that, like, the costume will malfunction, but I usually will wear the costume around for a while before I go to a show. Uh, uh, yeah. Or I'll go to, like, a one-day show. Um, just just kind of give it a test run and see how it works. And I mean, I do a lot in my costumes to try to make sure that I've covered all the angles. Like, I mean, obviously with Hallie Bell with the underboob situation, I had to make sure that that was going to be secure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I get nervous that it'll malfunction. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, I don't really worry about people liking it because I like it. So if people don't like it, I mean, it'd be nice if people like it, but if they don't, then I don't ever wear a costume that I am not really, really into. So, right. Um, yeah, like Sailor Moon, like, Everybody was kind of like, yeah, cool, but it's it's been something that's been done a thousand times, and there's like 16,000 girls at every convention dressed as Sailor Moon, so I don't really think that it was particularly eye-catching, but I had a really great time in it, because I just really liked Sailor Moon. So. Um, so you did say Lady Thor was one of your favorites. Yeah. So what other favorite characters do you have that you portrayed? Um, well, I would say my top would be Lady Thor, um, Hallie Bell, and then... Uh, uh, Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. I really love that one. It, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that might be my favorite. Mainly because I get to carry around a katana, which I actually know how to use, so that's cool. 
Um, I would never actually use a hammer in a real fight, so. Um, but I really dig Beatrix Kiddo as a character. I'm, oh my god, like, Kill Bill's my favorite movie ever. I just can't get enough of it. I've watched it like a thousand times, so to be in that costume and to look at pictures later and, you know, see myself embodying a character that I've loved since I can remember, you know, since it came out, um, is really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, I love Thor, but yeah, I think I probably relate the most to Beatrix Kiddo. How often do you get dressed up in uh, in order to model or cosplay? Uh, it depends on the season, really. Like, right now, it's very busy. I'm very, very busy right now because there's a lot of conventions. Um, sometimes it's every weekend. You know, over the summer, I don't have nearly as much going on. Um, I don't think I'm going to make it to Dragon Con this year. So that's, that was going to be my summer thing. Uh, but, yeah, and then as far as other modeling, um, when I was in Arizona, it was quite frequently, I'd say, like, at least once a month. But... I need to start finding some, some things out here in L.A. That's kind of why I'm here, um, is to find some new work, you know, some new people to shoot with. So, yeah, the modeling kind of goes back and forth. I mean, I've had times where I've had six gigs in a month, and then I've also gone three months without anything. Um, you know, not all of them are paid. You know, I really just like the experience. So, yeah, it depends, I guess. So, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, Ladies of Costa Calendar. Mm-hmm. As a huge success, of course, in Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah. People are filling the aisles and, and waiting to get autographs. What does experience like that feel like to you as a pro? Uh, it's really rewarding because I have actually a degree in business. And so taking cosplay to the next level and um, not keeping it at just doing costumes, but also, you know, uh, nurturing a business side of that was really, really cool. But I think the most rewarding thing about the calendar is the community. Um, you know, our very first edition we did for Black Friday last year, and it was a phenomenal success. And actually the girls in the calendar did all the editing and put everything together. So it was like a completely 100% we all put it together. Uh, I did most of the business end of it uh, just because I think everybody else was too busy. And then I talked to them about, you know, uh, getting an LLC and, and making it a real thing, a real company, and everybody was really all for it. And so I kind of took that over. Um, I've had a lot of help from the other girls. Um, Rosanna Rocha has helped me a ton, um, probably the most. And then uh, Leah Colburn, or Leah Rose, I guess, as she's known, um, she runs the page. And so I think just the idea that we've got so many phenomenal cosplayers all in one place is what's really inspiring to me. And Nothing makes me feel happier when I see all the fans coming to the table because they are just so excited to see, like, all their favorite cosplayers in one place. I think that is just so cool. It's so cool for the fans, and it makes me really, really happy when we have a line like that because it it means that people really do care, (laughs) you know? Like, they really do care about the work that we put into it, and they really just can't wait to see all of us and, you know, and to see what we have next and to listen to the conversations that the fans are having with the girls while they're signing. It's just it's so cool that we can provide an opportunity for them to come and hang out with us and for us to interact with them. And I mean, not that you don't see fans running around the convention, but, you know, I have people on my Facebook tell me all the time, like, oh, you know, we missed you at Phoenix Comic Con, you went to your booth, but you weren't there. So to have, like, specific signing times. Right. So, not to mention, like, I love every single girl on that calendar. And to have 18 girls, like, get along and work together is really, really cool. That's just <laughs> yeah. And it shows also the strength of the cosplay community, particularly in the Southwest, that we all love each other and support each other. And I think that uh, it dispels any of those rumors that there's, like, cattiness in cosplay. I don't really have room in my life for drama, so 
all the girls that we work with, you know, they get along and, you know, for the most part they're they're pretty nice to each other and supportive and I don't know, it's just really cool. Anyway, sorry, I got a little I got a little gushy there for a second. It's just, yes, it's great though. No, it is it, it is hard especially when you work with uh so many women who are, are like minded when it comes to what they're loving. Mm-hmm. Love to do so. Yeah, it's amazing that you guys can can all get along uh, so well. Yeah, and help each other out, and that's really what it should be all about. Yeah. Well, I want to promote that. You know, I think that there's like we need to support each other as much as possible. And uh, I feel like I don't know. In my mind, I feel like all of the girls that are involved have you know really gotten a lot out of that as far as the community aspect. You know, we've had very very few problems, all things considered. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just I feel really inspired by it, and I feel like everybody knows each other better, and you know cares more, and it gives an opportunity, you know, for all the girls to get together in one place too, because that that's very rare. You know, most most cosplayers are very very busy at conventions, and so to have everybody in one place and everybody gets to catch up and exchange ideas and talk about things, and you know, we really want to start doing group cosplays. It's just so hard because everybody's just so busy and doing their own thing. Even when I was living in Arizona, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's really our goal, I think, is to start doing more, like, group photos. Because I will say that those seem to sell very well. Because I think everybody thinks it's cool, you know, fans right. really seem to like that. So that's what we should hopefully have to look forward to, um, you know, for our next our next uh, adventures. And, of course, we're going to have a 2014 edition. So. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's something we were, I was going to ask about what coming up. But yeah. I'm going to ask you a couple of, of um, uh, a little more direct questions. Uh, you're a beautiful woman, and do you ever get unwelcome attention from some of the people online or at these events? No, I don't. I, I mean, I think uh, people have been talking about it a lot online, uh, the whole cosplay of consent. Uh, not that I don't support that, but I do sometimes have mixed feelings because I guess it's hard. You know, it's hard to... Um, it's hard to relate to that because I don't have that kind of thing happen. I think I've had somebody, I had some kid who I think was drunk, tried to kiss me once, but that was not really a huge deal. I think I had somebody, you know, put their hand on my butt and, you know, I literally, like, I know this sounds terrible, but I actually smacked him in the face with my hammer because my hammer's plastic. <laughs> um, so it, really, it didn't hurt him. I just get shocked at the thing. And right. The people taking photos thought it was hilarious. <laughs> You know, everybody's really respectful, and, you know, I, I think, too, it's, I just, maybe, maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know how this is going to come across, but maybe it's the kind of people you attract. I don't know. I've just, I've never really had a problem with it. Also, I think, too, like, you have to understand and realize when you dress up in a costume that is revealing, people are going to stare at you. They're going to look, and if that makes you uncomfortable, then you probably shouldn't be wearing it. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to be self-aware. I think, also, when people come up to take photos of me, I don't exactly make it easy to put your arm around me like that. I mean, I stand in a certain way that if there's, I don't, if I don't want to be touched, you know, there's, I, I make that apparent. Or I even just outright say, be like, you know, hey, you know, um, I'd, I'd rather not have you put your arm around me. They're like, oh, okay, no problem. You know, you just, you gotta, you just gotta be confident. Right. And I do, like, most people at conventions, you know, they're there for enjoyment. They enjoy that you're doing a character that they like, not because they want to grope you. I mean, you get guys like that, but also if you get, I think to other cosplayers, like if you sense that a guy is probably not there with good intention, then just when he asks you to take a photo, say, you know, no. <laughs> you can always just say no. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I've been reading a lot about it, and 
Um, I guess, like I said, it, it's hard for me to relate because I haven't had very many bad experiences, and any bad experiences I have had were resolved pretty quickly, and I think that sometimes, you know, like the kid that put his hand on my butt, you know, he, he sincerely seemed to think that he didn't do it on purpose, whether or not he did or not. You know, he was super apologetic, um, and I think he was just more embarrassed than anything. So. Right. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll get some flack for everything I'm saying. I just um, I haven't really seen it be an issue. And honestly, I really have not heard, you know, from the tons of girls that I know. I've I've never really heard of a story from anybody that I know personally of anybody getting like groped or anything. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot more about it too. And and uh, I interviewed uh, somebody recently who's had some problems. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, I guess it is depends on you know the situation and yeah uh, yeah if you if you you lay down the the rules mm-hmm. you know the ground rules and I think that most people are or most guys are going to follow it yeah well and I think too like you know in no way when I when I say you know like you need to be aware of like when you're wearing a skimpy outfit that somebody's going to want to take a photo I'm in no way saying that it justifies anybody's behavior, you know, that's no different than saying that, like, if a girl is wearing something sexually attractive that she deserves to be rich. I mean, I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not saying there's ever a reason for a man ever to treat a woman like that. Um, That's more in response to some girls who are like, well, you know, I just have all these guys, you know, looking at me and, you know, hey, guys are going to look at you. Like, that you need to accept. Guys groping you, obviously, completely not okay. And if it happens, you just need to go to security immediately because that person probably doesn't belong there and probably is not a real fan of Comic-Con and is probably there just to be a creeper. I just personally have never had this experience. So I guess, like, if somebody were to ask me, like, what would you do in that situation? Like, if somebody is making you uncomfortable, it doesn't care if you're in co- – I don't care if you're in costume or if you're out on the street or if you're out, you know, hanging out with your, your girlfriend at the mall. I mean, if anybody's making you uncomfortable and trying to touch you physically, like, you just need to – either defend yourself, which is what I would do, but that's also because I'm martially trained, or you need to call security, you know, so that people can, you know, know about this person. And I think, like, there was a report of some guy at some convention, and, you know, they they kicked him out, and there was, like, an awareness going around on Facebook, like, hey, look out for this guy, don't go near him. So I think the community is really tight-knit, too, and so when there is a particular creeper out there, everybody kind of is informed, you know. Um, So I think community awareness is really important, too. So that that lends to the other question and, and things that people have been talking about more is that the security, overall safety of your events, and would you recommend any upgrades to protect the cosplayers? Um, yeah, I mean, if if they feel that they need it, then yeah. I mean, like I said, I I've, I've not had too many problems, but I think if you know if girls are feeling unsafe, then yeah. I mean, I, I think the other thing to do, uh, this is something that I've started to do recently, not for any reasons of, of men trying to grope me, but just because I sometimes get really big crowds. Um, I've actually been um, hiring, uh, and by hiring, I mean, you know, in exchange for them helping me out, like, you know, getting them a past Comic-Con or something. Um, I've been hiring, like, handlers. You know, if you are um, really nervous about, you know, maybe you're wearing, like, a Slave Leia costume and you're worried about it, um, you know, you should totally wear that Slave Leia costume. And if you're a little worried about your safety, then... You know, there's nothing wrong with maybe having, you know, your big brother or your boyfriend or, um, you know, somebody to to come with you and and just kind of hang out. And first of all, they'll keep you company when you're not getting photos taken. And second of all, you know, if they're there to maybe make sure that uh, nobody's, you know, hounding you in any inappropriate ways. Um, We had, I think, 
one or two guys that were doing that for us at Phoenix Comic Con. I hired them because I wanted to make sure that we didn't have, um, sometimes actually, the only thing I've ever really run into is sometimes you have um, men who will hang out at the table and, and try and talk to you or get your number, and um, they don't always pick up on the signals that, you know, maybe, you know, you need to talk to other fans. And so sometimes it's nice to have a second person there to, you know, maybe just right. Pull them aside and explain to them that, you know, maybe they're being a little overwhelming and, you know, they need to, you know, let other fans have a, a chance to come and look at your photos and things like that. So, um, you know, and I mean, like, I think we we did have one person, one guy that was making one of the girls uncomfortable. And so um, the guy who was, you know, essentially acting as our bodyguard and handler, you know, escorted him away from the group. So that's it worked really well for us. Yeah, I, I know some of the biggest guys are the biggest teddy bears, and but you know they can they, they take care of uh, women that around them. So yeah. you get guys, a couple big guys that that just wants to be there too because they're friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, a little more security probably would help for you know, these particular mm-hmm. issues. Also to clear out, um, there there seems to be a lot of traffic in your areas, which is terrific. But yeah. it does, you know, lead to some kind of uh, hazard if, if if everything is closed off and you can't get through. So yeah. they they need to consider those things as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't really know because I've I've never had to um to contact anybody. But I I don't know any time I've heard of anybody contacting security at a convention. Um, it seems like the security responds pretty quickly because they all have their little earbuds in. So I mean, if uh if there's a complaint, maybe maybe that particular convention didn't have like Phoenix Comic Con's great, you know. Um, if if we needed security for anything, um, in my experience, the security guards all know, and you know, you just let them know what costume you're going to be in, and and when they spot you, I've even had security guards like I've seen them shadow girls who were maybe being um, pestered, you know, just at a distance, you know, they kind of follow them around a little bit, and um, you know, I mean, so the security guards at the convention themselves, you know, often act as kind of handlers as well, so. Maybe you know, maybe hiring more security guards so that they have more time to do things like that. Be something they could do. I don't know. Yeah, it is a shame that that has to be considered at all. But yeah, yeah, yeah they have all kinds, all kinds yeah. of people. Well, I think um, I think the cosplay is not consent thing. As much as I like, I said I don't relate to it. I think it is a really good idea just because you know when you talk about um, I guess anything involving uh, you know objectification of women and um you know, keeping women safe, it really does come down to education for men as well, you know, I think. Um, The cosplay is not consent thing. I like the idea of it in the sense that it's, you know, putting it out there, not just for cosplayers to be safe, but also putting it out there for men to understand that, hey, you know, you need to be aware that, you know, this is, these are the ground rules, this is what's going on. You know, it's it's kind of, again, I mean, I, I bring it back to like cases where, you know, educating men about, you know, women are not there as objects for you to ogle at, you know, touch, harass, you know, that's not what they're there for. You you know, they're people, you need to treat them like that. So I think educating men in the community about this kind of stuff uh, is good. One more thing I'll say, though, about this is something that a friend of mine and I were discussing is also anytime I've had or heard of anybody even just being uncomfortable around somebody, you have to imagine that the demographic um, at you know at conventions, you know let's let's talk about the kinds of guys that go to conventions. Um, a lot of them, I would say, more a majority of them, you know, um, admire superheroes and people who stand up for what's right. And so, in my experience, like that one time that I you know hit the guy in the face with my hammer, 
you know, I had three or four guys from the crowd immediately come over and, you know, kind of in that hero complex kind of way were like, hey, is he giving you a problem? So I also feel like I've always felt very safe because I kind of have this trust in the community itself. Right, that, right, right. You know, there's almost always a guy, and it's, and it's not always the biggest guy in the room, you know. It could just be an average-looking guy, you know, but they know that it's, not cool for guys to grow women. And so any experience, you know, I've heard from other girls too that, you know, fans will often stick up for them. So if you maybe, you know, don't have a handler or can't find one, you know, sometimes just like fans out of the crowd. I mean, you shouldn't rely on that, obviously. But, um, I mean, fortunately, we're working with a with a group of people here who, you know, all kind of believe in that heroic mentality. So, you know, I think that they also stick up for for girls and other cosplayers stick up for girls too, man. Because some of these cosplayers that I know, I mean, they're built, you know, and they're they're scary, and you wouldn't want to mess with them. So, I, yeah. I, I have noticed because I, I I've been doing conventions for about 21 years, mm-hmm. and it's the first time that I've ever heard that we've had to actually in, um, incorporate a sexual harassment policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand why we have to. And, yeah. You know, but unfortunately, you know, now all the cons are having to, you know, uh, just, you know, we even have some uh, pros. You know, we're talking about author pros and and artist pros who are asking conventions if they have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like, you know, how did that how did that happen that we well, need to get to that point? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's because we have more cosplay. I mean, cosplay is growing rapidly. And so with more girls in costumes, you're going to have, unfortunately, more opportunity for these kinds of things to happen. That would be my guess is, you know, the more you have cosplay, the more, you know, proportionally speaking, the more sexual harassment cases you're you're going to have, um, too. So, yeah, I think increased security is probably a, a good a good measure to take, you know. I mean, plus, I think Comic-Cons in general are becoming bigger. I hear from most of the conventions that I go to, you know, they're growing by leaps and bounds as, um, you know, geekery is becoming a little bit more mainstream. People are going to Comic-Cons more. Um, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con, like, I mean, you could go to comics, you know, just for the shows, just for the TV shows that have panels and things. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's I'm wondering whether it's gotten too huge, but because when it starts spilling totally out into the community, yeah, but, uh, you know, hey, it's great for the town, I suppose, and so that's definitely something that, that yeah, I'm just not sure how much further they can go with it. Yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, how many years that has before it starts to, you know, it starts evaporating, mm-hmm. but uh, see what what comes up behind it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's always going to be something that we love to go to. So, and then you want to see that thrive and grow. Mm-hmm. So, what is somebody? Uh, what somebody wanted to ask me wanted to ask wanted me to ask you this question? It was, um, what type of exercise regimen and diet do you maintain in order to stay in such great shape? Um, well, it's pretty strict. Um, I think uh, uh, it's it's complicated. <laughs> uh, I mainly follow as far as food is concerned. Um, the best resource that I give people um, outside of coming to me with my company, like I can give you nutritional counseling. Um, but, I, you know, when people just ask me, you know, maybe they can't afford um, a consultation or they can't afford, you know, a dietitian or, or doing like a nutritional program with me and my trainer, um, I tell them to go get uh, the Eat Clean Diet by Tosca Reno. Um, 
I don't think it's a diet. And she even states that it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. And uh, I would say 80% of it is what you eat. I mean, training is really, really important, but diet is where it really starts. And it's not about dieting. It's not about cutting anything. Um, the Eat Clean Diet is about how you can just – there's, like, 10 rules to follow. Um, you know, eat smaller portions more frequently. Like, I eat six times a day. I eat a ton of food, and I still stay very lean. But then I also, you know, the quality of food that I use, you know, I don't do anything processed. Like, if it's in a package – and it has more than five ingredients, I don't buy it because it's just, it's not food at that point. If there's chemicals in it, I don't buy it. You know, I, I get whole produce. I get, I try to get organic meat whenever I can. I eat a lot of eggs. I eat a lot of, um, you know, yogurt's probably the most processed thing I eat. And I eat like a lot of Greek yogurt. So I think um, a lot of that stuff is, has kind of become, I think people are sick of hearing it, but it's true. You know, when you cut out sugars, um, when you cut out processed food, when you start eating things that are organic, I mean, I know organic is expensive, so I don't always, not everything I eat is organic, but it does make a very big difference. Um, another thing that I do dieting-wise is I do uh, juicing a lot, and juicing is a really good way to clean out your system, um, especially before a convention. Convention, Like right now, I'm, I'm, um, I'm juicing um, to get ready and lean out. The other thing to remember, too, though, I think, is um, before a convention, I have, like, a leaning out routine. So, I mean, I'm always building muscle. You know, I work out six days a week. Um, but before I convention, I bump up my cardio a lot because at that point I'm looking mainly to shed um, water weight and to shed fat. So, but that's not sustainable. And I think that's the important thing for people to understand is, you know, it's not sustainable to look like a fitness model every single day of your life. <laughs> like you kind of, because what you have to do to get to that level of leanness can be very hard on your body. So, um, you know, uh, I don't I don't look like that all the time. Like I post photos of myself quite frequently, and I don't always look ripped because getting that lean is is hard on your body. So um, I think as far as fitness routine too, I run Hero Elements with my trainer um, Heather Wood, and we have people. You know, we run like four boot camps a week, and she does personal training. Um, she was my trainer before Face Comic Con 2012, and that was how I got really lean because I was training with her like. I think two or three days a week I was doing my own cardio on the side. Um, I think it's really finding out, like, going to a personal trainer is an incredibly good idea because for me, for instance, I actually have a lot of joint issues, so I have to be very careful how I train because I've popped, I've probably dislocated almost every single joint in my body. Like, I have really bad joints. So um, having a personal trainer show me, um, also tailor it to your goals. Not every girl wants, like, more muscle. You know, some people want just to lose a few pounds of body fat, and the way you train for that is very different than how you're going to train if you're looking to, you know, get really, really rich, you know, versus a guy who maybe wants to build a lot of muscle and doesn't really care too much about leanness. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I can give you, like, you can actually go to hero-elements.com if you want to see my workout routine. Um, but, like, what works for me isn't necessarily what's going to work for you. So, like, right now we're doing um, a promotion where if you can't train with us in Arizona – um, we can still set up a six-week program for you. It'll be cheaper, obviously, because, you know, like we try to work within people's budgets. And at that point, you know, we set up a re workout routine with you, you know, and have weekly calls. And, you know, we want you to send us, what are you eating every day? What are you doing every day as far as working out? Are you stretching? You know, so doing that kind of accountability. I think accountability is also really important. Like if you want to, you know, meet your fitness goals, you need to be accountable to somebody because on those bad days, like, when I'm just yeah. not feeling well and I don't want to go to the gym, I call Heather 
And she's like, yeah, you know, I know you don't feel good, but how about this? Instead of doing a really hard workout, why don't you just go for a long walk? Or, you know what I mean? That kind of, um, yeah. yeah. And I guess me in general, I'm all about community. So here Elements, doing the boot camp, you know, the reason why I really, really got into that is because I love the community aspect of it. I would say that all of the people that we work with have gotten farther in their fitness goals because, you know, when you go to a boot camp and you meet these people, we're a close, close-knit group of friends. You know, now we're all friends and, you know, we work out together maybe outside of the boot camps. And um, one of the things that you read about a lot when you really start getting into fitness is that it's all about positive reinforcement. If you live with people who maybe are not interested in fitness, um, it's going to be hard for you to reinvent your lifestyle to include fitness because you don't have that support at home. Um, so finding going to a boot camp and being in a group setting where maybe you can make some new friends who will do those things with you, you're more likely to succeed because your community is supporting you at that point. And so with Hero Elements, that's part of why we you know, want to be so interactive with the people that we work with because that's a lot of it. You know, I mean, when I was living in New York and I didn't really have any friends who did the fitness thing, I just wasn't nearly as inspired to train as living in Arizona where I have, you know, six different people I can call on any day of the week to go for a run with me or go to the gym with me, you know, stuff like that. Those are all things that I like to keep in mind. But, I mean, if people really want to know and they're really serious about it, like, I encourage them to message me on Facebook and we can talk about it. I mean, I don't charge for advice, you know. If if they want to do the program, then that's, you know, that's a program that they, you know, we can work on a budget with that. But, you know, chat and get some good resources, you know, they should just message me. And hero-elements.com also has a lot of information. It's a new website, so we're still getting content up there, but we have it. We also have a YouTube channel where we've got a couple of demonstrations of some of the exercises that we do, and that's, you know, youtube.com slash user, you know, slash hero elements. So lots of resources out there. <laughs> just so everyone knows, uh, down in the chat area, I have uh, listed a couple of her pages. Uh, so that way you guys can click on those and, and find her website because apparently TonyDarling.com is, is no longer uh, open, but TheTonyDarling.com is. So uh, just you have to get the right one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the uh, I'm actually – so that's really where I'm I'm slacking. I've been, spend, I've been spending so much time on, on the cosplay calendar and on uh, Hero Elements that I'm really slacking on Tony Darling. But I have a website being designed. It's just – it's, it's just it's like one more thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And I know I really need to get on it. But that's why people should message me on my Facebook because, I mean, I update, I update that pretty frequently. So. There you go. She's, so she's definitely on Facebook. And if, if you can get her to her directly from her website uh, to her Facebook page. So that's always good to be able to do get you more hits there. Yeah. They can find out more about you and, you know, where you're going to be on your Facebook page. Uh, apparently, you you definitely have exactly where you're going to be at San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, on Tony Darling's Facebook page, you can find out exactly where she's going to be. Mm-hmm. So that way, you can't say, "Hey, I miss you." <laughs> yeah. Because you know where she's going to be ahead of time. Yeah. Well, I you know, and I do so many different things. Like, I mean, it's like I'm sitting here thinking, like, there's so much that I I do, and so many people that I want to like credit so many people that I work with, like, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con wouldn't be happening without, you know, Eric Arriaga, who's, you know, 4'9 guy, and so if you go to my Facebook page, and that's the banner, I mean, he's so amazing, he's letting me, like, hang out at his table, his artwork's awesome, um, yeah, I got a little flack because I shared, um, one of his exclusive prints for San Diego Comic-Con, which is the, the zombie Last Supper, 
And I guess, uh, you know, for anybody that's listening that was offended, like, totally sorry about that. I mean, I, to be honest, I like zombies, and I think that it's a very cool piece. Um, certainly didn't mean any anyone any offense with that, but um, I love that piece, and I love his style. It's very grungy. It's, um, like, grungy in a good way. It, it's, uh, I love his All stuff. Right. He's doing, like, a Ninja Turtle series. Um, he's also going to have um, an exclusive uh, Pacific Rim print um, for sale at San Diego Comic-Con, so people should come and visit me to see me. I'm going to be at San Diego Comic-Con booth E12 from 12 to 2 every day. But, I mean, stop by any time because Eric's stuff's awesome. So he can have, like, a new sketchbook and things like that. And then I also do um, the weekly bleed. Like, Bleeding Cool is, is awesome, and they're uh, allowing us to do, like, a weekly comic book review geek news show. So that's also something people can check out. So, yeah, I'm like, I do, I try to get my hands in as many cops as possible. So, yeah, go, go to my page and check it all out. <laughs> Yeah, she's got some of her pictures on her uh, Facebook page as well, and I included her Facebook page right on the bottom here on your chat area, so all you need to do is click it and go right over and find out uh, more about what she's talking about here. And you guys got to remember that if you're going to put something on Facebook, uh, that's, you know, you got to understand it's their personal like, uh, something that they love. Uh, that's the way you get to know these people. So, you know, don't be offended by something that they put on their Facebook page because that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get people always get up in arms about you know what you put on Facebook and say, you know what that's 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 your that's your signature and that's if you don't want to see uh, that stuff then don't click on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean it's it's funny because like uh, I once in a while had people comment negatively on like my photos and I'm like you know if they offend you don't look at them um, and like you said it. I, I mean, there's exactly. lots of things, like, don't take a political stance on your fan page. Obviously, don't do that. Um, you know, but posting a photo that I like that is slightly controversial, I mean, you know what, I'm I'm, I, I mean, I'm sorry that people find that offensive. At the same time, I'm not going to apologize for, you know, you want, you're on my fan page because you like me and you want to know what I like. And I can't apologize for, like you just said, just, you know, saying, hey, this is something that I like. Um, I mean, I have that poster even before I was working with Eric. I love that. So, you know, I mean... Exactly, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. they wanted they didn't know who you are, then they need to take it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I can't I can't make everybody happy, you know. And no, uh, no. I think I think the snarky side of me too wanted to comment and be like, well, you know, guys, it's, it's, like if you're if you're gonna start getting technical, I mean, I do my main cosplay is a Norse god, which is technically considered pagan. So like, I mean, if we're really gonna start, you know, nitpicking details, or you know, Lady Death, who is like the daughter of Satan, I mean. But, you know, you have to understand these things are fandoms. They're they're for fun. They're not making a political or a religious statement. Um, you know, and I've, I've had some people ask me about that. And, uh, you know, I, I have no problem talking about, um, you know, people have messaged me about my particular, like, political or religious affiliations. And I have no problem talking to people about that in a private message. But, um, but yeah, I mean, to, to post some fandom that you like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's you can't, you, you, yeah, you just can't get upset about that. And plus, I've been learning, too, like, you can't keep everybody happy. When I look at um, Internet superstars like, you know, Jenna Marbles, you know, I mean, God, there's tons of comments about how she's being offensive. It's like, you know, if, if she's being offensive, then don't watch her stuff. I think she's hilarious. <laughs> like, you know? I guess the thing is you've got to have sense of humor. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, this again, this is supposed to be for fun, people. If you can't have fun at it, then why should they do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we enjoy, if you're, you guys are enjoying what they're doing, then support them. Okay. And so that's that's my 
say about all that, and I have usually I'll probably wind up saying a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one other question that that uh, wasn't given to me, but I specifically wanted to ask you because you've been in, in this for a while, and I think you should have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the co- uh, conventions we have some apparently businesses that are uh, making money on 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 the girls, you know, the, the the cosplayers and. Uh, by, in particularly, the controversy over the full size body pillow. Oh, yeah. With yeah. your guys' images on it. That's completely wrong. That is so awful. Like, I, you know, that is whether you're a cosplayer or whether you're an artist, nobody should be taking any image that they do not own and making, you know, making a profit off of that. That is so unethical and honestly I think whoever did that because I read that article and whoever did that I mean he's going to get so much flack I mean that's just sure, that sure. is just so wrong like he's I mean and like if that's for anybody because I'm also an artist I'm also a musician and I do a lot of things that you know are my own creation and for anybody to take that and not you know first of all not give me credit not ask you know I mean I have to say like I've even had <laughs> um, I've even had conversations with some artists who um, I found out were selling my image because they had done a painting, and I was like, you know, I, I don't mind. It's just that, you know, you need to, you know, we put a lot of time and money and effort into what we do, and to not have any credit or just not have the common courtesy to just ask um, if it's okay, let alone split the profits when somebody's selling your image. It's just completely, it's a bad business sense, you know. It was shocking when I found out about the pillow thing. That was just shocking. And for those of you that are listening that aren't aware of what we're talking about, um, I don't know, Patty, if you want to tell them what the whole situation was about. <laughs> well, I don't want to say the company's name because that's probably just as wrong as, as saying anything about it. But the, the issue was that they, they the uh, the ladies were actually being their pictures were being taken in a 360 shot. And so they were getting the pictures from the 360 shot and taking them for themselves, which is which is fine. Uh, he had them sign off on a, a model agreement, but the thing is that it was it was so loose that uh, really wasn't giving him any real rights and, and wasn't really taking any rights. So um, because it was so loose, uh, he wound up wound up here. He is turning around and selling the body pillows to outsiders, not not to the people who pay for them at the convention, which were the actual actual people who were in costume. Right. So uh, that's where it, it, they, he went beyond the line in that he was making money on their images. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here the girls had understood that they were paying for the body pillow of image of themselves mm-hmm. and that it shouldn't have gone anywhere else. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like there's definitely something to be said for um, this is something that I try to educate the girls that come to me for advice on um, contracts, 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 have your own contract, bring your own contract to any shoot that you go to. And you need to find and you can always ask me about it. Like I'm I'm somewhat well versed in those things. Um, Having your own contract is really important because then it specifically says these are the things you can and cannot do with my image. And obviously that varies. You know, there's certain photo shoots that I'm going to do that I don't mind if the photographer sells my image because maybe he does a photo shoot for free, whatever. But, you know, you need to have, for me, I always write in my agreement that um, the, you know, outside of this specific purpose that we're agreeing upon, um, other, you know, my image can be used for other purposes so long as 
I am, you know, like they asked me in writing, so they need to send me an email and say, hey, Tony, can I make a body pillow of you and sell it? And if, if I respond to that email, like, yeah, man, go ahead, then they have every right. But exactly. you know, girls need to protect themselves with contracts. And I think the biggest problem here is that, you know, girls that do cosplay are not necessarily models. They're doing it for fun. And so maybe sometimes there's just a lack of knowledge there that I think, you know, um, there needs to be more education on those things. But again, I mean, I had, I actually ran into a situation like that once where my, one of my very first photo shoots, I worked with a guy, and um, I didn't know anything about anything. And uh, one of the photos that, like, honestly, he, he kind of was a jerk to me. I didn't really think that he liked any of the photos that he had. Um, I never really heard from him again. And then, like, a year later, after I've already become, you know, Tony Darling and, and have my little cosplay mini fame, um, he starts posting these photos online and tagging me and saying all these things like, oh, you know, Loved working with Tony Darling, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even have the name Tony Darling at the time. Like, he was just using it to get promotion. And, you know, so I messaged him and I said, hey, man, like, it's not cool. You can't just post my image. And he was like, well, actually, here's your contract. Yes, I can. I own these images. And it was very shocking to me because I just didn't know the difference. And so at that point, I said to him, I'm like, well, you know, you have every legal right to post these images. I said, however, if you're looking for business based on using my name and my image, you're not going to get it. Like, if you don't stop posting these photos, um, you know, I'm 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 not gonna be shy about telling people not to work with you because that's really not ethical. It's really not cool. Like if you had just come to me and said, Hey, would you mind me using your image for some promotional stuff? I would have said yes. But for you to just go and do it right. it's really not cool, man. And so he ended up, you know, taking them down. Um and there was nothing wrong with the photos. It's just that um my biggest concern with them was that it was one of the first photo shoots that I'd done, so I didn't think it was a good demonstration of my work. Also um, I've lost a lot of weight since then. And not that I mind anybody seeing what I looked like before, but, you know, I just, I have a certain image that I'm portraying, which is, you know, the abs of Thor. And for there to be photos of there out there of me being, you know, a little bit rounder, it just isn't really the image that I'd like to portray right now. So, um, yeah, that whole body pillow thing, crazy. And I've heard, that's not the first thing I've heard of that. I've heard of girls getting asked to do photo shoots and then signing something that they either don't fully understand or, whatever, and then photographers taking advantage of that. It's pretty rare, but, you know, you guys should definitely be careful, particularly if you're starting out. Um, I would say always get a recommendation before you let anybody reproduce your image. Always make sure that you ask around. Like, I always ask my, my girlfriends if they know somebody before I allow them to use my image. Like, hey, do you know this guy? Have you worked with him? Have you heard about him? You know, or her. Because, um, yeah, you just, you got to, you got to, got to protect yourself. That's so horrible. And how embarrassing, too. Like, I can't even imagine being at a convention yeah. and having a fan come up to me with a pillow of myself and being like, hey, would you sign this? I I think I'd have a heart attack. Like, uh, I don't know. It, you know, it, it, I have to say it was definitely entrepreneurial of the, of, the, of the company to do that. But, again, they did they did go past the line when it comes to ethics. Yeah. So, uh, we do have somebody in line. Maybe we spark somebody to ask you to call in about this. Hang on. Okay. Six, six, nine, one, five. Are you there? Are you there? Hello? Hello? Uh, hi. Hi, you're live with Tony Darling. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who's this? What's your name? Adam. 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 Hi, Adam. Uh, hey. Hi. Did you have a question? Uh, or did you I was listening, and 
Wait, say that again? I said you have something that you want to t- to tell her? Um, I was just listening and, yeah, it was maybe something to tell her, I guess. Okay. Don't have to be shy. <laughs> Sorry, um... Hold on, let me just think what I was going to say. Sorry. I was expecting <laughs> to get an answer right. Well, that's okay. That's okay. So, where so yeah, I was like, here, um, City of Industry. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I was hearing you talk about the whole Cockley's not consent, like all this crazy con stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, recently someone forwarded me a video of, I think these guys at Anime Expo, they had like a hidden webcam on their chest and they were like getting hugs from girls or something and pretty much it was blatantly showing their boobs and everything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, because I've seen it like on my page and so many of my friends are saying like this is so wrong and everything that... Like, these guys are supposedly, like, some martial artists or something, and, yeah, they were, like, purposely trying to get girls to give them hugs, to give them close-ups of their boobs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really gross. I mean, like, that's just that's just shameful. Shame on them. They should be reported. Kicked off Facebook Yeah, or like, some of my friends are, like, it's on YouTube. If you want, I can forward you the video. Yeah, no, I don't really need to see it. I mean, I'd love to know who did it, just so they could be blacklisted and shamed. But public shaming, I think, is really that. You're saying that they were dressed as as samurais? Well, the thing is that this group, I looked up their Facebook group. They're like some type of martial arts group or something. They were also in Masquerade. Like, they're actually like some martial artist-type group or something, and I guess one, one of the guys wear like some type of POV camera and... I guess just walk around the con and they, you know, wanted some girls to go give them hugs or something. Yeah. Like telling well, her, oh, can you give me a hug or what, what not? Yeah. I don't know. When people ask me for hugs, I usually, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about hugging people I don't know. I mean, that's cool, like, if you want to do that. I just. Right, right. I don't know. That's, that's crazy. But even if they didn't, they could just stand close to a girl, you know what I mean? And they would be able to see that. They wouldn't even need to get a hug. I and mean, that's just, yeah, that's horrible. That's so, I mean, people are going to, I mean, with the advent of increased, you know, technological uh, awesomeness, I mean, it's so cool that we can have those kinds of cameras that you can, like, you know, clip to your helmet while you're skydiving. But, yeah, when they're used for purposes like this, that that is a shame that they're doing, it, especially when they're martial artists. I mean, here they are, uh, you know, representing uh, martial art, and here they're doing something that shameful. You know, yeah. <laughs> that makes it even worse because they definitely de- degraded what they're what they're representing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of shameful seeing that. Yeah, no, that's horrible. Yeah, well, I mean, thanks for telling us about it. I mean, it's, it's good to know. And I think the biggest thing is is we need to know who that group is so that at future conventions, you know, there's awareness to avoid those people. Yeah. Or kicked out. Because that is something that if security knew about something like that, they would totally be getting kicked out. I mean, that's, you know. It's not just girls in, in, cos- in cosplay either. I think that, uh, you know, all girls should be aware yeah. of uh, 
you know, yeah. hugging, hugging guys that may have cameras hidden. <laughs> yeah. Weird. How yeah. people you know. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's also, like, uh, you know, guys taking photos of girls um, bending down. Like, uh, I was wearing I was wearing my black canary, and uh, I don't really ever wear anything that shows off my backside. Um, I, I don't know. I'm a little insecure about it because I, I do kind of have a large backside. Um, but apparently people like that, and I did. Like, I was I was just, like, leaning across my table to get something, and I turned around, and there were, like, five people taking photos of my butt. I was like, wow, really? Like, come on, man, that's crazy. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, it depends on the girl, too, because, like, see, for me, I really don't care that much. Um, like, I had a guy actually come up to me, and he had, he had bought a bunch of prints, and he was really nice, and he was just like, hey, like, he actually asked me if he could take a picture of, like, my butt. And I was like, uh, well, I mean, whatever. Like, if, if you want to take a photo of me, like, you know, from behind, like, I mean, I'm not going to do anything gross. Like, I'm just going to stand here. But, like, I, I guess, like, whatever. I mean, at least he asked. It's still kind of creepy, but at least he asked. I don't right. know. Right. I don't know. I think that depends on I know some girls who would be really offended about that, you know, so. Right. But when you do it, I think when you're doing it without them, that's just, that's just creepy. It's just rude, you know. We're getting a, we're getting a lot of, getting a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. I also have, like, one more question. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony, did you know that they're re-releasing Sailor Moon for the 20th anniversary this year, like a new anime? Yes. Yes. Yes, I know. I'm excited. I got my little sister mm-hmm. into it, so we're both excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, can you... You know... This might be a little you, geeky, but can you... Uh-huh. Oh, this might be a little geeky, but can you say, like, the Sailor Moon chant, you know, in the name of the moon, I will punish you... Know that uh, or chant or whatever. Like that depends. Oh man, are you like totally geek checking me right now? Oh, this is horrible. No, um, no, no. I just want. No, no. I'm not geek checking you, but I just want to know if like you can say it or something. Oh yeah. Well, what is it? It's something like uh, in the name of justice, I will you know fight evil, and that means you. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, something like this. I, like I in the name of the moon, I will punish you. Yeah. I don't know the exact phrase. Um, oh, okay, that's I, fine. I can do a YouTube video for you if you'd like. I could even get the Sailor Moon wig on, and I can do that if you'd like. I can do that. Okay, I'll work on that. Oh, yeah. Do- I found a... Oh, yeah. Well, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, well, it was nice talking to you, too. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Adam. Oh, you're welcome. That was Adam. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he was in Colorado or something. He was just um, uh, he, he was definitely had, was outside somewhere because he was moving around a lot. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he probably had his friends with him. So <laughs> yeah, you get you get fans and and you have to you know. Um, he was definitely shy about asking you something, so that was funny. Yeah. Um, so, so what kind of events and projects you have come looking that you have coming up here that we can look forward to? 
have so many. Um, well, I mean, first is, you know, doing more weekly bleed. Um, and that's, like I said, for Bleeding Cool. Uh, so that'll be more reviews and uh, comic booky news. Um, we're going to be partnering maybe with Geek News Network for that. So I really want to get back into doing more videos um, covering the geekery that I love. So uh, definitely check out Geek News Network. Um, that's gnnaz.com and uh, bleedingcool.com because those are some of my favorite sites. Um, and I'm going to be doing more projects with them, so check in with them frequently. Um, and then I have San Diego Comic Con. I'm going to be a guest at CopperCon, which is really exciting. Um, so I get yes, to go home and uh, see all my friends. And I'm actually going to take like a whole like week or so and, and spend in Arizona. And, uh, oh, good, good. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I've never, well, I was a guest last year at Phoenix Comic Con, um, but I didn't, I did a couple of panels. So to be a guest at CopperCon, I'm, I'm really excited about that. To be like a, like a real, like invited and all of that. It just, yeah. uh, it really makes me feel, um. You're a special guest. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm, I'm so honored for that. It's been, it's been tough because I know they've been, uh, trying to get a hold of me a lot for different things and I've been so busy lately. It's, it's tough to get it all organized, but I'm still like I'm so flattered and I'm so excited. So CopperCon is probably the most exciting thing of my summer right now. I mean, I love San Diego Comic Con. Don't get me wrong, um, but it's but very it's, overwhelming. It's yeah, big. it's so huge. It's so huge, and so like I'm excited, but I'm like I'm already exhausted at the idea of of like how long and. <laughs> <laughs> um, my biggest thing for San Diego Comic Con outside of working for Four Nine Guy is I'm actually um, completing a costume for Omega One. Um, so I'm going to be cosplaying one of their characters, Sigma, and uh, so yeah, that's that's why I'm working with leather. I'm, I'm making like a leather bra, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, Omega One's great. Um, it's it's an awesome female empowered comic um, that you know they have as like they have videos and they want to you know turn it into a show and all these things. And uh, the creator's really great. The whole team's awesome. The um, woman who actually cosplays the main character is phenomenal. She's in great shape, um, which is really inspiring to me to see other cosplayers who are like really into fitness. Um, I mean, I love all body shapes and all body types, but it, you know, like it always, it's always a little special for me to see like another woman who, you know, is like really, really into like making her abs look awesome. And um, I kind of geek out over fitness. So that's exciting. Um, So I'm really, really excited about that. And uh, yeah, so those are the two things that I'm really doing for San Diego Comic Con. I'll wear a Thor as well, obviously, but I'm trying to promote some of my other costumes. Um, other things that I guess are coming up is really I'm going to be working a lot more with Hero Elements and trying to um, develop that as a brand more and get more fitness videos out there. That's something that um, Heather Wood and I are really trying to get underway. Filming myself doing interviews is one thing, but filming an entire workout sequence is actually quite challenging. Um, and it's uh, we have a couple of videos posted on our YouTube right now, which are really great, but we want to do like full workouts and we want to mirror, um, if you look her up on YouTube, um, Zuzan with a Z, like Z-U-Z-A-N, Zuzan Life. She does, uh, she's got a really hot accent, first of all, and she's really fit and she's really gorgeous and she does amazing videos um, that are well produced, but they're, they're also personal. You can see when she's struggling with workouts and I think that's cool. So that's my biggest push this summer um, because I kind of have a break between CopperCon and, um, you know, my upcoming conventions after that. So I'm going to have like three or four weeks off, and that's when I'm really hoping to get some better workout videos out there. Plus, I also just kind of want to start um, working a little bit harder towards my personal training certification so that 
I can train people like in person because right now I can do a lot of counseling. I can do a lot of supporting elements of it. I can do the business side of it, but I really want to be able to get one-on-one -on -one with people and, and train with them. So um, that's also something to to look for. And then um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to New York Comic Con, so that's cool. I'm going to be doing Kamikaze with uh, Slim Summers. Um, we're going to grab a, a booth together. So that'll be exciting. Um, and that's going to be in November. And then Long Beach. I mean, I have my whole convention schedule posted. I'm actually going to be updating it soon. So the summer will be good. I, I kind of feel like having a break to kind of um, develop some of my other interests will be really good for me because going to conventions every weekend gets tired, tiring. And it's oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard to work on the other things that you really want um, to be doing. So, yeah. And I think too, um, I'm I'm coming out like I'm sure you know fans of mine that have been around for a while have noticed like I've started to get better images out there. So I've been working with different graphic designers on um, you know different images and uh, so yeah I, I guess the you know the sky's the limit. I just I want to take the things that I'm doing now and expand upon them. So if, you know if there's ideas that fans have out there for for things for me to jump into or angles that they think I should go or, you know, if they have suggestions of maybe graphic designers to use or conventions that they want to see me at, you know, I really try to interact with my fan base as much as possible. And if they feel like there's something that they think I should do or a direction I should go, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I, I really want to kind of explore the myriad of worlds that I'm involved in and kind of just see where it takes me, you know. So, um, yeah, I guess it's a long run up answer that question. There's a lot. There's a lot coming up. It's really exciting. I'm just trying to think if I'm if I'm missing anything because I have I frequently do that. I'll get off like of an interview and be like, oh crap, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I I will see you at Comic Con. Oh okay, so you're gonna be at Comic Con too? Good. I well actually I'm not gonna be at that Comic Con. I'm sorry, I, I misturned. I'm gonna be at CopperCon, so I will see you there. Yes, awesome. Yeah. I we are sending newspapers for Comic Con, but uh, that's just way too huge for us to you know to do anything there. So I'm sending uh, newspapers to disperse on uh, on uh, one of the uh, fan tables, so mm -hmm. that way uh, it'll get out there. <laughs> awesome. That's about as far as you're going to go there anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm really excited for Comic Con. Um, and like I, I love I love the smaller hometown conventions because they just Everybody that you know is there. It's a small community. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I just, you know, it's, it's so much more personal, and and I just, I like that. I think that some of the smaller conventions are where I have the most fun. Like I said, San Diego Comic Con is going to be fun. It's just, it's also going to be exhausting. So, um, <laughs> you know. I'm yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I like the smaller cons too because of the fact that, that again, they're they're more personal. Does mm -hmm. so she have more fun and it's it's like seeing your old friends again? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And since I've been out of town so much lately, it'll be really nice to reconnect with everybody because some people, I mean, it's it's been six months or so since I've seen them. Um. So yeah, it'll be uh it'll be good. Like somebody I'm looking forward to seeing is uh Jim Miller and his Apocalypse Girls. I'm not sure if they're doing I'm anything fine. for CopperCon, but uh he's actually who I started out with with Geek Associated Press and. Now he's doing Apocalypse Girl, so I'm, I'm interested to see what they've got coming up. And you know, I, I'm imagining that they're going to be there, and probably I would imagine uh, maybe Laughing Moon. Um, so yeah, all my all my hometown girls would be good. Yeah, so, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. And of course, we're in May, so so. Yeah. Right yeah. off the house, we're only like a couple blocks away. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I will see you there, and I'm going to. Uh, this we have as we've been talking for more than an hour, believe it or not. Awesome. 
that's how it should work. You know, here we are talking about things and, and mixing it up. So yeah. uh, I'm going to, you know, I, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for taking the opportunity or, you know, giving me the opportunity to chat with you guys. I'm, I was like so excited when I got the email. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I have to thank, thank our, our mutual friend, Michael Bradley, to, to hooking us up there. Yes, yes, thank you, sir. And my, Michael Fett from uh, CopperCon is going to be is very excited that I'm that, that I've got a hold of you, so that way we can uh, publicize it. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I do it for. So there you go. Awesome. So uh, it'll be up on the uh, CopperCon CopperCon website, so that way others can go ahead and take a look at it and listen at their leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, within an hour, it'll be available for anybody who missed it. You know, that's no problem because it's it's one of these things that keep on giving. Uh, is there for archival purposes, and you can listen to it at your leisure tonight or whenever. So uh, it'll be up there for many, many months, and I do have others who go back like two or three years to listen to everything I, that I've done here. So that's that's something okay. that keeps on giving. So with that, thanks so much, Tony, and you can go back to your workout now. Yeah, I will. I'm going to do a, a, a zoom and light workout with uh with some friends, so I'm going to go go hit it hard. I'll post a video or something of me sweating and panting and dying. <laughs> now, I know you said you're going somewhere tonight. Uh, yeah, tonight actually I'm going um, I'm going to go to Bar Sinister for the first time in L.A. Um, so I'm actually, I'm a, I'm a secret goth. I'm a goth on the inside. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I love myself some Marilyn Manson. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go out and actually – take myself away from costume making for a little while and uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually going with Kit from Kit's World so we're going to go and uh, and hit up Bar Sinister and dance for a little while and uh, awesome. yeah. yeah, go have some fun I will <laughs> so, um, alright cool well, thank you. it's been awesome thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay. alright bye bye I thank Tony for coming in, and I did get cut off for a couple minutes here as I was trying to disconnect there and wound up being cut off entirely. <laughs> so thanks, Tony, for coming on, and we really appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you in a in a couple of weeks at, at CopperCon. Wanted to put a couple of shout-outs, um, and I also let you guys know when the schedule is going to be for uh, listeners. Uh, just so you know, on uh, this Tuesday, we're going a little bit later. This time it'll be starting at 6.30. Uh, we're going to be talking to award-winning author Sharon Skinner. She's a Mesa resident and a good friend of, of mine. And she's uh, going to be talking about all of her books that she has and uh, upcoming projects that she has coming up. So we're excited to talk to her. And uh, that'll be 6.30, starting 6.30 right here, same, same bat channel. And then on Thursday, we'll be talking to Scott Woods, uh, just an awesome person. Believe it or not, he's from Ohio. Yay! And of course, I'm from Ohio, too, so that's uh, always just uh, say hi to the Ohioan. So we'll be talking to him at, on 5 th- at 5.30, the rest of regular time, usual time. And that'll be obviously 8.30 his time because he's in Ohio. Uh, so the uh, back east so our time here and so scott wood uh you guys have to take a look at 
information. I don't have him up yet, but I do have uh, Sharon Skinner, so you see her and her books on there. So definitely take a look at that. And I have two shout-outs. One is um, for a couple of different different projects going on, Kickstarters um, or crowdfunding. We have a friend who is trying to get from Malaysia to... Finland, and of course his project is called To Finland or Bust. What he's looking for is obviously whenever you're moving, uh, you have expenses incurred in order to do so. So, hmm. And we, and so he needs his visa, you know, he needs his uh, the expenses incurred for that and obviously his passport and, and things like that. He's trying to move there uh, in order to get work. So he can't get work, he can't start a business there until obviously he gets there. So he, every little bit helps. He could definitely need some help. And now it's in the future. I'm going to give you guys a, the thing for that. His name is Christopher. And he's trying to get to Finland. It's for youcaring.com. That's Y-O-U-Caring.com, like in YouTube. It's you caring. And his project is called To Finland or Bust. I'm going to give you guys the actual link. It's it's kind of long, so I'm not going to tell it to you here. But you definitely youcaring.com. And then to Finland or bust is his project. Also have some friends right here in town, uh, in Mesa, actually, Mesa, Arizona, who uh, also have another one on Kickstarter herself for Helsing, as in in Van Helsing. But Helsing is a vampire movie that they're trying to make, and uh, they just need some some, some more money in order to help them to to finish this and, and to do some special effects they didn't have. So uh, definitely could help again, guys. Every little bit helps, and uh, and with Kickstarter, as you know, that you need to make uh, all of your money. Otherwise, you don't you don't get any of it. Where I believe that with uh, you caring, anything that you can give him to help him to get to Finland is is, is definitely a help. Again, he's trying to get there to you know work on business. Um, with a friend and he can't get there. So he needs his moving expenses and he needs to be able to uh, obviously get his visa and his, his passport and all those things that you have to do in order to move from one country to another. So help him make his dream come true and allow him to be able to get to a country that he knows he can work at. So with that, uh, I'm going to say good day. I've got a, This is Saturday night. We also have some other things going on tonight. Just for those who don't know, uh, Bill Murray Groundhog Day is their anniversary. I know, so weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray Groundhog Day party at Lawn Gnome Party at Lawn Gnome. Uh, it's a poetry slam type, well, poetry place. It is a bookstore, believe it or not, and it's right there in downtown Phoenix. And. So you guys can find that. That starts at 8 o'clock tonight. Again, that's Bill Murray Groundhog Day Party at Lawn Gnome. And that starts at 8 o'clock. And that's tonight. Also, we have the Neverland Party 
Neverland is from the group. Uh, it's a party group that's out there, and so they, they're going to be out at... Well, if you get on the, uh, Facebook, you can find the Endless Group. And they've got a party going on tonight. It was lots of fun. Of course, you dress as pirates and anything from from Peter Pan. So definitely fun. So with that, I'm going to say good afternoon, and you guys have a great weekend. <laughs>